Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No. No, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Sibling rivalry. That's good. The Bellas. The Bellas. They were fun. So fun. So cute. Gosh, and their bellies are so big and they're so pregnant together and it's the cutest thing. Can you imagine being twins and then having babies a week apart? I know. And this was not by choice, by the way. Mm -mm. You got to listen to understand what happened. There's a story behind it. But they were super cute. And I love that you could completely tell them apart. Their personalities are so different to me. Mm -hmm. You know? They're awesome. You have like the, sort of the bad, the bad girl, and then the good girl. We kind of say everybody's awesome. I was just realizing we just love people because <laughs> everybody's so different. Everybody has their own unique thing. Of I course, mean, but imagine if we were like that. Per- these people weren't that great. You're like these people like they kind of sucked, but we did them this anyway. Like, we- um, but seriously, the girls were so fun. I loved their dynamic. We talked about their childhood. How they got into sports, soccer, mm-hmm. um, how they transitioned into WWE and the, mm-hmm. their whole journey there. How about the injury? The injuries are just on another yeah, level. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I just love an athlete. I love when people push their bodies to do 
the most that they can do. And it is always very scary and interesting when people push it so much and they go back, Mm -hmm. you know, the idea that like you could have these sort of life altering injuries and then your, your purpose and your drive is to actually like get back in the ring. Yep. She didn't have these injuries and was like, Oh, well that's the end of it. I mean, she was yeah. like, all right, so when can I get back in the ring? You would have been like, well, like you would have like broke oh. a finger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'd be like, yeah, oh, that's it. it's done. That's it. Yeah. My contract says I, I still get paid, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I- <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. Anyway, um, love yeah, they these have a, girls. They have a new memoir out, too called Incomparable. They do. Yeah. Yeah, they have a new memoir and honestly, a really interesting life and i love seeing women in a predominantly men's world and how they've been able to succeed and what some of their obstacles have been but their gratitude is so enormous and they're just they've got a great they do they're tough as shit and the the shit that they had to take on their way up to you know what i mean because it wasn't it wasn't necessarily easy for them to sort of break mm-hmm. these barriers and they they actually they they're inducted into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame. They were so wonderful and we enjoyed this and I know you guys are going to love this one. Here are the Bella Twins. Bella 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 You're so overrun in this one with all these yeah, I know. Today. I know. Hi girls, how are you? Good. Good. How are you? Good. I'm. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we got to do this. So, how far along are both of you? Twenty five weeks. You can. And then she's. Um, I'm gonna be twenty four on Thursday. We're literally a week and a half apart. This is so the cutest Was this thing planned? ever. No, we actually both had accidents. Like both of these were unplanned what? births. <laughs> I literally was told a month before I found out. I was told by my doctors, I did all this testing. They're like, so you have PCOS. um, You have no estrogen in your body. You only have testosterone, which made a lot of sense. Yeah, it did. Um, (laughs) And they're like, you will have to have help the day you want to have um, get pregnant. I'm like, what? So then I was like, score, like, I'm not going to use protection. Just two nights, I didn't use protection. And a month later, I found out I was pregnant. I went to my daughter and go, I like, how is this possible? Like, this can't be real. Because I literally just got engaged. But literally the day before I found out I was pregnant, I felt bad because I went to him. I was like, I think this is too fast. Maybe we shouldn't be engaged. And then the next day I found out I was pregnant. I go, well, maybe we should be engaged. But, like, <laughs> let's just wait. So she literally had, like, the night before. So I had just told her I was pregnant. and Which I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. And she literally was like, I just want to break off the engagement. Like she went off on this big thing to me and we had this really deep sister conversation. I am not kidding you. The next day she walks in my house with a big smile and a positive pregnancy test. And she's like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, wait, 10 hours ago, (laughs) you and I were having this deep discussion about the engagement. And then she... So I had a really hard time with not only me being pregnant, but with her being pregnant. It was just like a weird Thanksgiving. Really? She was so mad at me. She didn't Uh, talk to me for a week. Why? (laughs) Because she thought she was so embarrassed that everyone was going to know we were pregnant at the same time. Twins being pregnant. I I get it. I get why you might feel that way. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Like, this is this is so stereotypical, but it was a mistake. And now you fucked my whole shit up. 
Yeah. Exactly. Let's go back. I want to hear about your upbringing, your childhood. You grew up in Arizona. Oh. Daddies, mommies. Give us, give us the lowdown. Where were you conceived? <laughs> yeah, so we were conceived... San Diego. Yeah, our Cali parents... Um, my mom got pregnant at 18. Mm. Her and my dad were freshmen in college. and uh, Well, my dad wasn't in college. They were high school sweethearts. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom has an 18, but the best is because she was a teen pregnancy. They didn't do um, ultrasounds or anything. So she just assumed she was having a big baby boy and then pops out Nicole this five pound baby. And she's like, oh, okay. And then it was 16 minutes later that they realized I was still in the inside. Oh. And they're like, oh my gosh, you have another baby. And my mom literally told him, no, no, I'm not going to push. I already pushed. And then here I came. <laughs> <laughs> I know she tells me the story and I'm always like, thanks mom. That says so much about her. Oh, first yes. oh I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, of course you did. Yeah. That's like exactly right. Yeah. What she would say. Yeah. I'm done yeah. pushing. <laughs> now and what? then our childhood was kind of like, it was rough. Like there was some really good parts. There was some really bad parts. Our dad was a struggling drug addict, but my parents were kind of just kids trying to raise kids. So they were just figuring out their life while we were in the picture, and then my brother came along two and a half years later. We all loved each other, but it was just like, the household was yeah. just a little Well, we played loud. soccer. We felt like that was like kind of our getaway. We did competitive soccer. It was our life. Mm. And then Brie quit before college, which the plan was pay for your college. <laughs> She's like, screw it. I'd rather be a Hooters girl. <laughs> <laughs> But what <laughs> big what, dreams? What was what was I mean? What was the, what were the difficulties of growing up? Was it your relationship between your parents? How was there was their relationship like fraught? But so my parents had an awful relationship, and it was actually habits that we really had to go to therapy for to like kick out of our system in our twenties because we started to realize like still no no still in therapy right, trying right. to kick hey, it out yeah me too you definitely with relationships okay well you should be back in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeez. So, but, you know, like, my dad wasn't faithful. Um, my parents split a little bit, would split, come back together. They were always fighting, which then made us kids, like, think, like, okay, to communicate, it's all about yelling and screaming and fighting. And it really took my husband to be like, listen, you might argue that way, but I don't. Like, I can't get to that level. And so I really had to teach myself in the beginning with him to just argue differently mm. and just to be able to be calmly like talk yeah. about stuff. But that's always what we saw in our household. And when my parents divorced when we were 15, it was like, we were really relieved because the house became happier, but it also, we got it, wild. We got wild. Yeah. You, I, I mean, I feel like even like our, our father was so strict and it is crazy. And I think so many divorced kids go through this. Like when the parents split, you just kind of, you're like, have this instant freedom because everyone now when you're older, you see, Oh, they were just trying to get through things and their own battles. Um, but we got so wild. Yeah. But we we're 15. Thank God. Too. It was only two years of high school wildness. And yeah. during this time, though, were you both really close? Like, were you wild together? Oh my gosh. For sure. We, you know, it's funny because even though we're identical twins, uh, my mom starting third grade made us be in different classes because we caused so much trouble when we were in the same class. And so it, we kind of ended up getting our own friends, but we were always still like best friends and we had our own personalities. But during that time, like we really leaned on each other and we just, I was probably a little more wild. Yeah, I was going to say for sure. Yeah. 
I was a little more of a rebel and wild. <laughs> Brie would try to calm me down. She was more sexually advanced at the age of 15. <laughs> well, I was a little bit of a prude still. I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, really this scary. new life, let's experience <laughs> everything. Did you guys try to rein each other in at all? Or was it like, let's just go free for all and then figure it out? So we went free for all for a little some, bit. Yeah. And then I started to date um, this really great guy. And he kind of just turned me around and was just like, pretty much like, what are you doing? He was like a light. He was. Yeah. He was a light in my life. And he just was like, just because your dad is MIA doesn't mean like you have to act like this. And just kind of like, your dad's going through his thing. That's his life. Like, figure out your journey. And he, at a young age, I was kind of like, Oh gosh, okay. I guess that's true. So he really turned me around and and unfortunately I actually lost him my senior year of high school. He was killed by a drunk driver. Oh, but shit. he always his presence and like how he made me very spiritual and I just um it was crazy how like he changed me from my like my parents divorce even though I ended up losing him which then made me go a little crazy. But um I still kept his spirit with me to like mm. just remember to stay like it's my journey. Everyone else has their own. Like right. So he was he he was in your life for a very important reason, even though it was really maybe was. short lived. Yeah, like yeah. an angel. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Yeah. And were you guys always together? I mean, were you guys always sort of in each other's faces? And or was there times when you were like, just leave me the fuck alone, let me do my own thing? Oh, us two for sure. I hated her high school boyfriend. Hated. She like started to date this one guy. He was bad news. She finally realized it well, years of later. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but that t- period of time, we were always like kind of at each other because yeah. it was killing me to see her like be just so under this guy's spell. And I was just like, oh, like for real, like wake up. And so we just, we, her and I would really go at it. We would. It was, yeah, we, that was, what was that just junior year? Or it was just a good like two years where there was like a lot of fighting and everyone hated everyone. And (laughs) it was just I mean, I hated him, too, but couldn't get away from it. (laughs) You have a brother. Yeah, we do. He's two and a half years younger. There's so there's three of you all together. Yes. And then we have we have three other half siblings from my dad. One's a year older than us. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have two younger we we're not really sure close more. with our yeah older one, but the younger two we kind of just reconnected with. But my brother's like from both. We are, we're all the yeah same we grew up mother together. And, yeah. Where did your brother fit into all this? You know what I mean? Like so, my brother had the hardest time out of all of us. I think Nicole and I, and I don't know if because we had each other, we had each other, yeah. and being female when my parents split, we were relieved because we were like. They've hated each other since we could remember. We like pushed it towards the end. Yeah. We're like, like you guys gotta split. I literally went to the principal in her high school and was like, <laughs> um, you might want to get the police involved because my mom needs to choose me or my dad. <laughs> like, I mean, when I look back and I'm like, I can't believe I did that, but that's yeah. just I couldn't take it anymore. And so literally the school called her and was like, So you have to choose your daughter or your husband wow. because your daughter won't go home. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So my brother took it the hardest and he, we kind of saw a huge change in like his personality and just how he was. So, it, and I think too, cause there was stuff going on like that he knew about that he didn't want to tell my mom that he saw. So he was holding in like a lot of guilt and pain, anger, anger. And so, um, my brother like really just like was not good with it. 
And we tried with him, but... Well, but then we left two years later. Yeah, then her and I, yeah, left the house. Oh, so he was so, on his own. So he was on yeah. his own with it. Where is he? What's he doing now? So he's here in Arizona, too. And he has two little girls, and one of them's um, eight months older than my little girl. And they're s- super close, and it's cute, but... He's wild. We call he's, him vacation JJ because it's like he's on vacation every day. So, and he loves it. He's like, thinks it's the greatest nickname. So you guys were both super athletic when you were young. Yes. Yeah. And you were soccer players. Yeah. We played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what were your positions? I was center med. Never got the credit I deserved. She, me too. Me too. Okay. So she we were there this. for offense. We were there for defense, but offense everything. and defense gets everything. So I was good runners. Yeah. Yeah. And I won all the awards and that's what she would always say. Okay. I won awards too, but I got the (laughs) the bigger ones because you were, you were a sweeper and defense gets everything. Hey, I stopped a lot of goals to where I even sacrificed my tibia. Oh, that's right. You broke your leg, right? Yeah. Like right in half. Oh, a week before I signed in a full ride. Uh, scholarship give me give me an i want to understand what happened you know it makes me i we both are very competitive but i was a whole new level when i look back like i was cocky i would get i would yell still are are. no i'm not (laughs) i am not cocky (laughs) and i was very aggressive very aggressive yeah so i mean it was for a stupid game for fourth place or third place right yeah and the girl got a breakaway and she went to shoot the ball yeah i slid slid slide tackle how would you say that slide tackle slid tackle um we don't have good as she was taking the (laughs) shot no um and we just hit shin to shin. Oh. My shin snapped in half. It made the loudest noise <sighs> where everyone on the field was like, oh. And like my whole right side just like shut down. Yeah. And the positive is the firemen who came were super hot. Super hot. <laughs> the ref hated me. So she was like, you can walk off the field. And I was like, you're crazy. But my dad actually was there and he ran onto the field and picked you up. So that was the one nice thing he did at that time. He um, <laughs> ran on the field and picked me up. And then I like started to feel a little better when all the like five hot firefighters were working on me. I was like, oh, wow. I was like, oh, my gosh. But then my parents Why didn't have I good insurance. Why do I feel insurance. like we're very similar in our high school years? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is great. <laughs> but then what sucked is they wanted to take me in their car. Well, their ambulance. And or no, their fire truck. Well, I don't know where. No, no it was an ambulance. Came. But then my dad, fire truck. <laughs> whatever. My dad's like, oh wait, we have shitty insurance. So then I had to go on my dad's truck and then be driven to the hospital. And I was like, well, damn, this sucks, but that's okay. <laughs> Saved them money. I so. had. I'll just share my little my little breakaway story. So I was super fast, and we had. We were kind of like the underdog. So they would always move me to a defensive position if we had a really fast striker. And there was this girl, her name's Skylar Little. She actually went pro. But anyway, Skylar had a breakaway. She had about a foot and a half on me, like one step and a half on me. And I was, that was just no way. It was a playoff game. I was like, I will die if I let her get this breakaway. And I did the same thing. I slid tackled. (laughs) Why did that sound so right? I think it's, I think it's slide tackled, not slid. I keep like saying in my head, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. But, uh, but I got, but I got the ball. No, no, no broken tibias. 
is. Ugh, I got lucky. the ball. She got so mad. I was on the floor that she t- the ball kind of went back and hit somebody and came back to her feet. And she got so mad. <laughs> and I was lying on the floor that she took with her entire might and kicked the ball into my stomach <gasps> and knocked the wind. I- I've never had the wind knocked out of me like this. And uh, got red carded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that red card. That girl. Girl. With Skyler, we ended up winning the game. It was great. That, that, is, um, that is a good breakaway story. Dang, a lot better than mine. The outcome. Well, you had you had scholarships, right? I mean. Yeah. I was so, then the league was up for the women, and I was going to play for the Arizona Heat Wave um, professionally, and then also play at Arizona State University. Um, and it just all, everything went away. Everything. Mm. And uh, honestly, I was like really down because I lost everything. They're like, my leg was so broken and they didn't know how it would come back. And then they kind of messed up on the surgery. Like my screws were sticking out of my ankle. I was like, is that normal? It's about to go through my skin. And they had to redo it. And it's still never been the same. Like I've broken it twice wrestling um, because I was didn't realize I was supposed to get the rod out like over a decade ago. And I still have it in. So God. I'm bouncing around the ring and I would be like, I think a metal bar is about to go through my knee. Um, and it would just. Did yeah, it happen it keeps, actually in a match? Well, it was crazy because a while um, years ago it was seven years ago when Divas came out. Total Divas. Yeah. And I, I kept feeling so much pain in my right leg, but I don't want to tell anyone and so, because I was finally like getting a wrestling storyline and you know how all that goes. It's just like, you don't want to give up your spot. And one day I looked down and I'm like, oh my gosh, my shin sunken. in. <laughs> and so I bizarre. go, I had to go get an MRI and the doctor's like, um, your shin is like pretty much snapped in half again. It was the rod that was keeping everything in place. He's like, how have you been walking? I'm like, well, I've just been, I've been in so much pain. Then I had to get put into a wheelchair for a bit and they still made me travel to tv every week so i was like had to go to the airports early and sit and wait for someone to push me to the gate and like oh it was so frustrating but it happened twice like where in matches nothing worse than my broken neck but i've broken a lot of bones you broke your neck yeah how'd you break your your broken neck yeah so um i had this finisher called the rack attack so I put like a girl on my shoulders and like she'd be facing up and then I jumped to my knees and um, it's like as if their back breaks in half. Okay. <laughs> well, it was literally starting to break my neck over time. <laughs> and like stuff in the ring would be happening where like if someone would kind of jump on me a certain way, like my legs would give out or I would start to wake up in the night and told Brie like I can't like lay on my body or I couldn't feel my legs. And so I would like tell people like our doctors like, hey, I think something's wrong with me. And they're like, you're run down. I'm like, I've been an athlete my whole life. This doesn't feel like I'm run down. Like my legs sometimes go numb. Sometimes I can't walk. Sometimes I fall because my legs go numb. All this different weird stuff was happening. Well, eventually I get an MRI and my neck, I had no spinal or um, no, I can't. Spinal fluid. Fluid. I was about to say fusion. No spinal fluid from my C2 to my C7. And my C6, C7, pretty much my disc was going through my spinal cord. Oh, oh Like I was, the doctors are like, you're, if I was to slap your back right now, he goes, you'd be decapitated or paralyzed waist down. Like it, he couldn't believe what I kept wrestling with. And so I had to get um, surgery. And I, I found this doctor in Florida who was like, 
I really wanted just a bone fusion where another doctor wanted to give me like a fake neck. Mm. And this doctor was like, I think I could create this instrument, go in, fix everything, and then give you a bone fusion. But he goes, I have to, you know, if it doesn't work, you have to get a fake neck. And Jeez. Yeah, yeah. He ended up creating a miracle. I got a bone fusion and I went back into the wrestling ring seven months later. And then oh. got injured nine months later. And now I'm done. But Yeah, good. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Forget it. Stick with so. the stick with the reality shows. This is fucking right? just <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what's oh. harder. Reality shows or wrestling with a broken neck. <laughs> <I know. laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> like, which one? Physically. Yeah. You want to wrestle a lot of people when you're filming reality. Oh my gosh, your body has been through so much. So much. Yeah, my poor body. I know. It hates me. Me, on the other hand, I. Nothing. She says because she sleeps a lot. By the way. I used to until a kid. You know. But I would sleep all the time and I was like, Nicole, like, try to sleep 10 hours like me, pre kid. And your body will heal itself. Why, Nikki, you don't sleep. You're just up? She's a horrible sleeper. But not by choice. I was given this. It's not fair. So what do you yeah. mean? Like you just can't go to sleep at night? I mean, or are you just a night owl or, or what? Like I just, my mind, I feel like keeps me up all the time, but I could sleep a good solid three hours and I've always been like this and then I'm up and then I, I will go back to sleep and I'm up, but it's rare since I've had drunken pass out days in college that I would sleep like eight hours straight. It's so interesting though, just the genetics of it all. You know, you guys are identical, but there are... So many differences. Yeah. We're so different. We actually will see other twins and we'll be like, we'll even like be taken back and be like, whoa, they're really like twin like. Even though we do live <laughs> next door to each other and we do like everything together. Yeah. But, but I feel like we don't ever look at each other like twins. Yeah. And we never really have. Like, it's true. Like we've always looked at each other as friends. Yeah. We fight like twins. Well, how is it though? I mean, you're actually, you know, it's so crazy that it was just a total accident that you girls got pregnant together, but it has to be fun now, right? I mean, it has to be. It definitely is fun. I mean, the one hard thing is, is because of the times we had to cancel everything. So baby shower, sprinkle, like I feel bad for Nicole because I had a baby shower with my first, but she doesn't get one now. We want to do really fun maternity shoot together because we are having fun now with our pregnancies. But everything kind of got canned. But we both, at least every day, like, can we have the same cravings yeah. and the same symptoms. Oh, and I'll admit, I'm super lucky because I feel like what people their first time around kind of call the doctor every second when they feel something. Like, I just go to Brie. And I kind of feel like I'm almost too relaxed. Like, I haven't read any books or done any classes because I just ask <laughs> Brie stuff every day. Which I don't know if that's Where good. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. But then I look at my fiance and I'm like, we're so not okay because he doesn't know anything. <laughs> and then I don't. And I feel like we're going to come home from the hospital. And we're going to look at each other and be like, what do we do now? <laughs> like, we're just going to call Brie. <laughs> Brie come I mean, over. You don't even have to call. You can just yell. You'd be like, yeah. honestly. Throw something at we my window. Literally, anytime I need something, I'm like, can you just go put it on the wall? So like our backyard wall has become like where we place things to give to each other. Oh, that's the best. Function of beauty. Function of beauty. It functions Function for your beauty. beauty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm incredibly excited about this because I was running out of my shampoo and conditioner 
and our new friends at Function of Beauty gave me a code so that I could check it out. When you start, you do a short four-question quiz. Oh, yeah. They, they ask you kind of what you want for your hair, what are your hair needs, curly hair, straight hair, wavy hair, and then they deliver your hair care system. I went with the wavy, and I went with color treated, and then no dye. And it's clean beauty, which I love. So there's no sulfates, no parabens. These things can, over a period of time can have really harmful effects. So clean mm. beauty, like function of beauty, is to me everything. Right. And they don't use phthalates. <laughs> you can personalize it and then you can create your own little formula. And then you can create a fragrance that you think best represents that person in your life. That's a pretty cool Can't thing. Don't you even put your name on it? Yeah, you can do, you can do a whole thing. You can... Mm -hmm. You can customize the print and everything. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm in. So to get started right now, go to functionofbeauty.com slash sibling to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% off on your first order. Don't spend another minute in hair misery. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash sibling to let them know that we sent you. That's functionofbeauty.com slash sibling. I read that you guys, so your your strengths are your weaknesses and your weaknesses are your strengths, right? So what are, let, let's get into that for a second. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? How does she complete you? How do you guys complete each other? Oh, I'm someone who can like, I like a simple schedule. And sometimes I'm one of those people who like, if you give me a couple of days in a row where I can wake up and do absolutely nothing, I'm going to take advantage of that. I love it. My sister does it every day. We got to work. We're going to put stuff in. She's very driven. And it's nice because she pushes me in that way. And sometimes when I might not want to go the extra mile, she gives like she gets me to go that extra mile where my husband wouldn't. <laughs> He'd kick back with me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great to have that. But at the same time, I think what I've done for my sister is I don't believe you have to work seven days a week. I believe you do need self-care time. You do need days to wake up in the morning and just enjoy your coffee in the morning and not have anywhere else to go. So I've slowed she her down a bit that. because I'm like, Nicole, why have this plate all full and just like you're stressed out all the time? Mm -hmm. So I believe that works out for each other. And then when it comes to business stuff, she can get very like hot quick. Like she, someone pisses her off in a meeting, like she'll be quick to want to say something and then I'm like the nice one who comes in to calm the situation to kind of just be like, so what my sister said in her <laughs> angry words, <laughs> that's not, <laughs> you know, I think when you've been in a male dominated industry for 13 years and like your voice would never get heard, it's like in business, I just have grown to be like, I come at people like quicker because I had a fight. We had a fight for it, but she's right. It is how we complete each other. It's like we're we definitely are yin and yang, like for sure. And we, I think that's what's made this work beyond like a marriage or right. a sister twins. Like as far as a partnership. Like how many business, times I, I have I told you don't tweet that, don't do it, don't tweet it. Well, that was like in the past. I don't tweet <laughs> mean anymore. But I mean, I have I tweeted pull her some back. hate. People deserved it then, like, and I didn't even care. <laughs> I was like, I'm so happy you saw that and knew it was about you because <laughs> I didn't want to text you it because I don't have your number. Well, there's so, that's, that's something refreshing about that, though. You know, it's that unfiltered sort of fuck it attitude. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, 
but you know, you have your sisters sort of pull you to rein you in. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, and I tell all the time, I love that attitude, but I go, but we also have a brand and it could now ruin your brand. I'm well, like, I mean, so- I think twice about like <laughs> the stuff I'm going to say to them. I'm like, okay, maybe delete that and add this word. <laughs> the thing that sucks about having to let go of the feistiness because I'm super fiery and super feisty is that you think that it kind of defines who you are and but it never really gets the result that you want ever no ever we have to manage our our reactive emotions because especially by the way women in male-dominated industries because our power especially as women is to be quite uh to be our own witnesses, to be observant, to be able to communicate, to listen, to nurture, and then to attack. But you attack differently than being reactive because that just scares people away. Right. And And it becomes, sounds like emotional. That's what like sometimes I always say. It's like your first, like me and there was a business partner not a couple weeks ago, kind of got into it. And she came at me in a way that felt emotional. But I feel like when women come at someone really quick, in your head, the first thing you think is like, oh, that was very emotional instead of professional. And maybe if a man came at me that way, I'd probably think differently. I don't know. But that's what I said. We don't ever want to come off like emotional. Right. But I feel like the past few years I've started attacking people with smiley faces and like, (laughs) you know, when you give like that backhanded compliment, it's Mm. like, oh my God, I just read your bio and you believe in God and Jesus is first. Have a great day. I love your comment. Smiley face. I would just start throwing that (laughs) stuff at them so they could think about who they are as a person. And then the next time they write something (laughs) mean on my page, they should think about Jesus first and God is great. And she does do that I a lot, which that. I do admire. I find it really funny. And we started this thing because in wrestling, we'd get a lot <laughs> I of hate. should stop that. I am almost 37. I know. But it is fun. We'd get a lot of hate in wrestling at times. So we started this thing like, haters going to hate, Bella's going to ball. Because every time a hater would make a comment, we'd just start bawling even more. And we were like, wow, like keep hating because it makes us greater. <laughs> so people but, hate that, but it's great. Yeah. So we'd always do that. Like just kind of. What kind of hate, though, would you guys get? People, we had a lot, because where we came out in the industry, so my sister and I came into the industry different than other wrestlers, and people felt we didn't deserve to be there. And it was really interesting because what we realized quickly in wrestling, if you didn't have the passion for wrestling as a really young kid, it was like, oh, then this was never your dream. It's like, no, I came across it in my early 20s, and I thought it was badass, and I wanted to do it. So why can't I have a dream at the age of 21? Mm -hmm. But in the wrestling world, it wasn't allowed. And we had to like fight so many people on hate of us being accepted. It was like they wouldn't accept the Bella Twins. Well, it, what it is, it's um, and you guys probably know this. When you become more successful, I feel like sometimes that breeds hate in our industry. Bree and I were becoming like the most successful women that WWE ever had, and. When the reality shows came, it was like when they got really successful, there were so many people in that industry that didn't think that would happen. So when that started to happen and it also brought more women to the WWE product, people wanted to hate on us for it. And then it was like when we started dating guys that were very well known, it was like, well, that's why she's dating that guy and she's with that guy. I mean, talk about building you up to break you down. Yeah. Um, but would the hate, would the haters come, would the haters be like hardcore wrestling fans who were like, you oh, don't yes. deserve this? Like that kind of thing? Yeah. And I mean, it's like the online ones because the people like, and that's what I'd always tell her. That's like 10% of the fan base. 
Um, but they have the loudest voices. They do. We call them smart marks in our industry. And because of everything we would start to build. And then also we were the mean girls, like our, like our, our characters. So we were the bad, like legit heels, bad girls. And they would believe everything that was being said in promos. And don't get me wrong. Some of the girls that would get on the mic because of how they were with Brie and I, they would say stuff like they just attack us in ways and the fans would believe it. And it, it's crazy still to this day, the hate. We will get from... I mean, we got inducted to the Hall of Fame this year for yes, WWE. Yes, I read that. Congratulations. Yeah, was, That's dope. I mean, to have Vince McMahon call you and That's give really you all dope. these reasons yeah. why he wants to induct you was... I mean, we, ugh, it's real. But we were trending two days straight because fans were disgusted <laughs> that they were so mad. Yeah, but that, that means you did something right. You did something I mean, right. right. Right? Even when the New York Post has to write about it, I'm like, whoa. And Forbes. And Forbes wrote about it. They're like, damn. And like, we were like, like yeah, we thought the same. But oh, wow, we're getting indexed. Yeah. <laughs> like, just wait for those comments to come back. Yeah. I'm going to look at everyone's bios. With the kissy face. Yeah. Are they, but is it is it mostly females who are hating no males males Males. really oh yeah and i always tell brie they just know i could kick their ass so they can't handle that (laughs) why are they so upset like what in what what in what world like why i don't know it's funny because my husband and i will talk about this all the time because the fans that hate us love him Mm -hmm. and it's bizarre Cause they'll be like Brie Bella, oh she should never be in wrestling. Daniel Bryan, he's like wrestling god, and mm-hmm. I'm like, it's so weird. We're like married. We've been together nine years. Like, <laughs> right. but like That's they probably think you casted so a spell on him, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but it's like this. I don't know. They just because we didn't come from what to them the indie market, this independent market. Mm-hmm. We came in differently. That we they never thought we were worthy of the WWE. How did so. you come in? So we came in through a thing called Diva Search. It's almost like Glow. Have you ever seen Glow on Netflix? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So that's how we came in. They were looking for female wrestlers, and <laughs> I saw I, it. I, I auditioned like, for that. I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> that actually is. Yeah. All right, keep going. Keep going on your on your. Oh yeah. Successor. So we so we did Diva Search, and I was like, Nicole, come with me. Like we can like tell. We loved entertainment. Like growing up, we even though we were soccer players, we loved drama. We loved entertainment. Every time, like, there would be big boxing parties at our house, we'd always ask if we could lip sync to the Spice Girls during intermission. Like, <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> um, so when I saw WWE, I'm like, these girls are aggressive. They fight, but they're telling stories. They're, like, characters. And so we went, and we actually didn't make it. They were like, no. But we showed up to fight. Like, we were wearing, like, kicks and, like, bandanas. Girls were, like, I mean, dressed up as go-go tops. dancers. Yeah. So it we weren't crazy. their look. But we begged to wrestle, and so they flew us out to McDonough, Georgia, and we got in the ring, and we were like, this is it. Like, this is what we, we want. fell in love. Fell in love. So we got these, like, penny contracts. Mm. Like, it was for no money. We are making more money working at the Sky Bar off Sunset Boulevard um, than the contract we were offered. But Did you just, work at the Sky Bar? I did. <laughs> did you I worked work at, at the Sky Bar? I worked at Sushia <laughs> on Sunset and the Sky Bar. Sushi on Sunset, that was the jam. I used to love that, that was. place. Sushi on Sunset was the spot. Oh, God, it was that's the so spot. Crazy. The spicy tuna. And I worked there um, way back in the day. I was 19. You were 19? Oh, well, then we, I, oh I, mean, I probably saw you. You probably, you probably were I was probably your guys' we waitress. 
I was there all the time. God. Remember your interview for Sushia and I sat in it and then the guy <laughs> all you? of a sudden the owner looked at me and goes, are you her manager? And I go, no, I'm her sister. And he goes, do you sit in all of her interviews? Oh yeah. And then I thought in my head, why am I sitting in her interview? <laughs> <laughs> I like wanted to make sure she got the job because you needed a job. Really I needed bad. money. And yeah. I thought like, I don't know if I stared him down by sitting there, like you were going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I, I can't like, believe I actually your allowed mom that. boss next to you. Like. <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. That is funny. Oh okay, gosh. so then you went to Tampa, and then yeah, you so we started, started wrestling, and then yeah, we started to learn the craft of wrestling, and um, then we started to wrestle like around Tampa. So we'd wrestle at boys and girls clubs, at high schools, at the flea market, at churches. At I mean, it's crazy where we've wrestled. And we like, actually dealt with racism, which was nuts because we considered like West Coast, you don't deal with that. And when we were well, driving yeah, we through the South <laughs> and then we went to Tampa. You guys, our first time in Alabama, because we decided we thought it'd be so fun to drive from California to Florida and make it like a road trip. And we stopped in Alabama. We're like, oh, we've heard Alabama. And Mobile. Cool. We stopped in Mobile, Alabama. And we're like, what's this Mobile. place called? Mobile. <laughs> so we like walk into a bar and we're like so excited. And it's like all these bikers everywhere. We're like sitting, having drinks. Can't believe like we're actually in Alabama. Yeah. And they like these people walk up and they like kick the chairs because we were at a table for four. <laughs> so there's two and they kick them. We're like, whoa, just yeah, thinking people like, are wow. drunk and have fun. And they're like, hey, your kind isn't welcome to you. And we're like, what? are kind and they're like yeah we're like california girls because we just weren't thinking they're like what no you're kind they go you belong in the bar down the way and we're like okay and they made and some mexican yeah they like, said, like made a mexican comment and i was wow. like oh my gosh whoa we're dealing with racism it's real <laughs> it's, yeah and then we ran then we w it, it got pretty aggressive and we had to leave and then we went to the bar down the way and it was a jazz bar and walked in we're like are we are we allowed to being here yeah. and they're like yeah we're like okay yeah we weren't allowed on the other side i don't know if we're allowed on this side wow that's crazy we were allowed in the jazz bar yeah. it was crazy and we had the, our first match now granted it was like 20 people in the um crowd we were at this one high school and we came out and we're supposed to be the good guys so we're like smiling like <laughs> yay and they're like spick 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 and we were like <gasps> Yeah. Like still smiling, like what? And I remember going to everyone. I think they're going to spit. And then every time we do something, they boo, and we're like the good guys. So they love the heels beating us up. Like they loved when the bad and guys beat us up. And like anytime we do something great, they'd be like specs. And we were like, wow. this is crazy. It was the craziest thing. So eye opening. Yeah, because never in our lives growing up. I mean, we're Mexican, yeah. Italian, British, <laughs> Irish. We're yeah. we're the American mutt. But um, to them, that's it crazy. Was, it was crazy. It that's opened crazy. up our eyes, definitely. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. And then just wrestling. And I remember my mom came out and my boyfriend <laughs> at the time and watching us wrestle in flea markets and these little bars. And my mom's like, I mean, you guys kick ass in there, but are you sure this is what you want in life? And we're like, no, we do. We know we're going to do something great with it. Yeah. But I don't and understand that. I don't understand the haters then because it seems like you girls paid your dues. You know what I mean? Like you were on the road. You were you were wrestling for 20 people and you were, you know, right. running the, I, the I, small market circuit. Yeah. Like, why is that not paying your dues? I, I feel like when you're at the forefront of like a revolution, you're just it's like no matter what you do, you're just the blame for change. And I feel like because we are at the forefront for women wanting more and, 
you know, just women breaking all these barriers. Bree and I got, we like, I don't want to say the blame of it, but it was, it was like, how can women be doing this? It has to be because of those two girls and who, who they're dating and who they're this. And if these girls we like don't like them, then we can't like them. And it, it was crazy because it's like everyone was, had to find an excuse of why women were actually changing the game. And Brie and I were at that front part. And so it's like they can't let it go of like why this change for women has happened. Right. And I think because it's, we wrestled in front of those type of crowds for over a year where they look at someone like my husband who did that for 10 years until he made it to WWE. Okay. There's always so much comparison, and I always think to myself, like, and this takes me back to high school, like, everyone's journey is different. Like, why do we, in WWE sometimes, I don't understand why we always have to be compared to how our journey was coming here. Like, we all had some type of journey to come here, you know? And so it it kills me. Like, my sister and I, since the soccer field, we've been a tag team. Like, anytime a girl would push me, Nicole would run up and take a girl out and get a red card and be out of the game. But like, we've always been a tag team. It's like, it's actually been the time we started wrestling. It was a 20 year, 23 year process of being a tag team. But it is hard that fans don't, and it's not all fans, but that the loud ones don't see it that way. I mean, and other fans get frustrated because they'll be like, I, it's not cool to hate the Bella twins anymore. I think it was cool for a little bit when we were on TV and it was part of the story. The gimmick's done, and so. <laughs> yeah. But who is in charge of that gimmick? So you can like present ideas to Vince, um, or sometimes they'll come to you with ideas. But like at WWE, we'll we do our own costumes, unless they have like a specific idea for you. But um, like you kind of come up with your own character, and if it gets over with the crowd, Vince is like, okay, like this is working, I like it, and right. so. I we've learned so much about connection, especially with live crowds, because if the crowd isn't cheering you or booing you, like you're just, you're done. You won't get booked. And so your goal is to become whoever you think you could connect with. So do people have to try out characters, meaning like, oh shit, okay, we're going to try this. This doesn't work. Then I'll try this. That didn't work until you've hit one. Yes. And that's why like developmental was important because you try out so many just to see like what the crowd feels to see if it works for you to see if the higher ups like it. But it is funny how many like gimmicks you'll kind of go through to see what. Yeah. But fits. I feel like if you go through too many, you get then, fired. That is They're kind of like, yeah, you're just not working out. Kid. Did you guys have a couple or were you just one and done? We did. And you know what we found worked for us was not being twins because of the reality show. It was Vince really saw that we are two well, different people, people connected to us in the beginning though, oh, because it was something different. Yeah. We were the first identical twin girls to ever debut in WWE, but it was like weird. The minute that Nikki started to be like her, like this sassy jock. And then I was like this grungy, like girl next to her. We just kind of took our personas and we're like, well, let's try it. And people didn't, we didn't know if it was going to work. Cause we're like, people might want us to look identical. It was like crazy just how it took us to the next level. And so we were always just so twin, twin and, you know, Latina twins or sporty twins but it was like the minute we were ourselves, yeah. it like worked. Did you try other th- iterations before that though? So, where it was like, oh shit, that didn't work. Okay, that kind of worked. Or was it boom, right then and there? I feel like because we're identical twins and kind of our debut story, we always would have one twin wrestle. And then at some point, the one twin would go underneath the ring and the other twin would come out and always beat then the opponent. And I, people really got hooked that 
because then there wasn't social media when we started, which is so crazy to think. Yeah. So no one knew there was twins. So the day when the girl got so sick of it and put her hand under the ring and wasn't going to let the one twin go and like yanked out two girls, the crowd went crazy. Like, wait, there was two this whole time? So I feel like be- people connected to us early on because we were twins. It was just them finding our way after that, like our look. Because it's weird what WWE fans then like kind of connected with. Brie and I were so not the girls that like... They really love just the beautiful blondes that, mm-hmm. you know, were voluptuous and we were so opposite. Um, so we trying to had to like figure our way out from there. But the twin thing, we were lucky always people I felt like did connect with. Yeah. Do you find that that now that you're because you're both no longer wrestling, right? I mean, no. it's no. just OK. So and you and you don't think you're going to go back. No, I mean, I would love to. But my last fight was against Ronda Rousey. And it was cool because we main evented the first ever all women's pay-per-view. Um, and it was an awesome story. Like we got super intense. Um, but I was going to go back to for the tag titles with her. And I wasn't feeling good for a few months like my head. And I was like, don't even tell me something's wrong again with my neck. And I went in to get an MRI and I herniated the disc above where I had surgery. So my doctor was like, that's it. You're done. I kept telling you not to go back. And I was like, wait, let's fix it. And he's like, you have a double spine fusion. That's it. Like, no more working out. So for me, he retired me, which I was really upset about. It was like April, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, a year last week, I got officially retired. Um, you could still wrestle. I could, but I'm retired. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> I tell her, WWE does have these women tag titles, and it's the one thing we haven't gotten. And I was like, Ugh. here we were like the longest tag team that they had for the women. And we're like, how do we not ever get the, you know, yeah. women tag I got titles? It, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, so you roll in in a wheelchair like it's not happening. <laughs> you have another partner. The partner goes down. It's over. But you tag your sister in for one last hurrah to fucking win it. That's it. Yeah. That's good, actually. And if we're heels. Not a wheelchair, but like, you know, you're out of commission. That's it. Like, it's been known. You're done. You have a new partner, which is driving you crazy because you're like, fuck that. There's a there's a there's a thing between the sisters. Like, I kind of don't like you right now, but I'm here to support you. I got to finish off sort of what we haven't you know we haven't finished you know and and then boom your partner goes down I you feel, tag in the yeah, sister yeah this is good boom. this is good this is good but i feel like we need some pre sort of match footage of the kids in the green room and them oh, yeah. kind of being you know mothering yes yeah before oh dude mommy tag team they win their totally. titles yeah <laughs> it'd be even cooler actually if we were like breastfeeding and like hand <laughs> yeah, them over exactly especially to like my ballroom fiance exactly. like dancer like oh here you go mommy has to go fight and kick some <laughs> yeah. ass but then you're actually you're actually breastfeeding each other's babies <laughs> yeah which is, Actually, Actually, Bree just has her feet up, and I'm feeding them both at the same (laughs) time. Yeah, I'm like getting ready for the match, (laughs) and then I pass them over and get into the wheelchair, and I'm like, "Let's go, (laughs) let's roll." I feel like I feel like we're on to something. Has have you always felt supported by the WWE? I mean, I know like is this a real big family, and is it a lovely? You know, do they take care of everybody? 
So I, I mean, we definitely have like the one thing that Nicole and I've always felt with WWE is when you're grateful for what they've done for you and you kind of really look at it like, you know what, I wouldn't be where I, I'm at if it wasn't for them. You're part of like what feels like a good family. It's yeah. unfortunate because a lot of wrestlers do leave and they kind of just, they bash like WWE and they'll bash Vince and like all of it. But at the same time, I'm like, every boss is tough. Like you don't, I haven't ever met a boss that was easy, but at the end of the day, he gave me an opportunity that if you told me as a kid, I would see the world. I'd be able to own like a home and like be able to vacation when I want and like do all these cool things. I would have never believed you, but I'm like, Vince gave me that opportunity. Like he believed in, in me when I was just like a nobody coming off the sky bar yeah. <laughs> with a couple thousand dollars to my name with Thank your you. kicks and off with your sunset. kicks and your sis and your car driving cross country yeah i mean yeah. stopping for two dollars you call it mobile <laughs> well, we alabama it. we're excited <laughs> we love their two dollars you call it do you feel that you've been paid rightfully so compared to some of your male counterparts and peers in wwe i mean i you know when we were active I definitely felt, I remember at times like I would know some of the guys that were making more than us, but I knew we were bringing in more and that was like really difficult. And there was some of the women that were starting to become outspoken about it. And it was hard because I really wanted to be. And then in the back of my mind, it kept being, I kept hearing like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. But at the other hand, I was like, I'm working so hard, literally breaking my neck for this business. And I'm more over than this guy and he's getting paid more just because he's a male. And it was hard and it was like there was so much more I wanted to do and then I broke my neck. And it was like right when I felt like I finally was able to get that voice about pay. But I definitely remember that period of time that it was super frustrating. But we were were raised that you have to be so grateful for everything. And so that would always be my inner struggle is like when you come like – we didn't have much growing up. And so then all of a sudden I felt like, okay, but if I bitch about it, like I have so much more than what I, I grew up with, like, am I going to lose it all? And it was such a struggle because I tell Brie at times I wish I fought even harder for those kind of things. Um, instead of for the women having more TV time and being treated, like we are so focused on being treated with respect, but more like the me too and times up feel than the pay, because we were just like, we're not just, the icing on the cake anymore. Like we're the main entrees here. And so there it's been like a battle and now they're finally like there. Like when I hear with the women, it's like just started this past year where a lot of the women are making more than the men, which rightfully so because the women right now are doing more. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's, I think it's a learning process for everybody, which I, women, women have always had a hard time asking for what they deserve. Yeah. Right. Totally. So then you have, then all of a sudden you have these couple women who come out in front of it and you're like, oh shit, like I got a lot of stories about this, but then you don't really want to, like you said, bite the hand that feeds you, nor do you want to. Sometimes, you know, this, my thing is, is nor do you want, you know, that it's the, it's that thing that you hear or that you've kind of been programmed to feel like that girl. I don't want to be that girl, you know, who's like hard to work with or asking for too much. And I want to be liked and I want to be asked to come back and I don't want to, you know, I want to be grateful. And then, and then next thing you know, you're like, what the fuck? How much did he get paid compared to what 
I and you could look at numbers and statistics and everything and just be like, it doesn't add up. It just doesn't add totally. up. And I think too, like why a lot of us didn't speak up is we were lucky enough where the numbers weren't a huge difference. Like from, because there were some of the top guys that were making a lot and I even understood that. I'm like, okay, they are the headliners and in our industry, they were still bringing in more people than us. Um, it was more the mid card guys, but I guess it wasn't like such a big difference. I felt like the one thing that they lacked, especially when we were in our prime with divas, they didn't capitalize on the women. They were so focused on the men that they lost a whole audience that they could still have today because they just didn't believe in our mission or what we were doing and the changes we were making. I felt like we could have made an even bigger tidal wave if the company was behind us even more, they were behind us, but if they, they could have capitalized in so many different ways. And I think politics always come into play. I think in every industry you have your favorites, you have who they want to push, who they don't. But at times I'm like, Oh, what they really could have done with this big group of women mm -hmm. would have been so amazing mm -hmm. worldwide. Mm -hmm. right. We did a lot, but Oh my gosh, I, I, we would always talk about that. I'm like, they could have capitalized and used us even more. Yeah. And they didn't. They yeah. missed out on a lot. Did you actually did, did you end up fighting Rhonda? I did. Nicole did. And how, I was like out there with her because we were the bad guys. Yeah. How was, how was that? That it was tough. Like her strength is crazy. crazy. I just remember even when we went and did a practice and she like threw me, and I've been slammed for 13 years. Um, her slam compared to anyone else's, I was like, oh shit, this is a tough bitch. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, she's so crazy strong. And so like, I just remember I had to prep differently for that match, just even mentally. Um, just cause I knew having like a 20 minute fight or however long we went, how that would feel. Um, but yeah, it was it was unlike any experience like any experience wow. I've had in the WWE. Like it was so different. I remember that. Well, it was funny because we'd start to do these Instagrams to each other and I was like like did she she just bashed me. <laughs> and then I would do one back and I'm like She was like really like, getting this sounds yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't like we talked about it. Oh, I would call and, Nicole and I was like, "You serious? And She's so, serious?" Like mainstream work? was really picking it up because it was like because she got all UFC on you. Yeah. So I want to know what your focus is in business now and what you're looking forward to and talk a little bit about your memoir that's coming out. Oh, okay. yeah. So the big focus that we've been having with our companies right now, because we have um, Birdie B, which is our lifestyle line. We have uh, um, hair and skin. Yes hair and skincare line, Nicole and Breezy. And then we have a wine, um, Bonita, Bonita and Bella Radici. And the biggest thing that I, we both have been pushing is to make um, more eco-friendly, more green. So we've worked on, yes, mm -hmm. that with Birdie B and, um, we're now there. So now our biggest one is we've been in since been in quarantine working on Nicole and Breezy. And it was a huge passion of mine. And the one thing I told Nicole with business and just slowing down at this time is like, I kind of lost my values in business. And I'm like, I need to bring my values back. I think that happens. Sometimes you have so many people on your team and your opinion, like not everyone agrees with. So you kind of just get quiet and let everyone just kind of go. 
But I was like, you know what? I should have been the one with the louder voice, not the quieter voice. And I've learned that just in the last couple of weeks. Like, I need my voice to be louder when it comes to dealing with our teams. And um, we both kind of just, I guess, together. Like, mm-hmm. we we know our brand works good together. Like, being the Bella Twins. Works well. Yeah, works well. There you go. That's why I need her. It's unique. <laughs> <laughs> And we do always like, we'll talk like, gosh, should we do things different, like apart? Because I am someone who lives a different life than her. And I do feel like I have an audience that would relate more to me if I gave them a product that I believed in and she's different. But then at the end of the day, we always just feel like we're more powerful as a team. Yeah, we are. And it's funny because Brie and I have been going through our goals as we've been in quarantine and we're just massive winos. And we realized like we love wine (laughs) and we want to get to Napa Valley in a few years. And we're like, how do we do it? We, you know, we're going to be 37 in November. We don't want to wake up to vineyards when we're 60 and only enjoy it for like 20 or so years if we live a long life. So we're like, let's get there sooner than later and start waking up to vineyards and being even more involved in our wine industry. It's like we kind of been breaking down our passions and like, where do we put more of our equity and our time? Um, and it's something I've learned a lot cause I'm such a workhorse, but I've kind of now and like want to just watch the sunrise and the sunset and, you know, be around people that have like mind, mind, like minded. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and also or... you grew up on a farm yeah, just like come right back around. It does come it back does. around. It's so crazy. I miss the smell of like horseshit. Yeah, like I yeah. never would have thought. Yeah, you get to break break the break the cycle on the places you want to break it, but like uh, come back to the things that make you feel good. You know, growing right. up on land. Ollie and I grew up in Colorado, like on land, I and we want it. that for our kids. Like I want that for Birdie, and we want it for these two when they come. So yeah, okay, let's do our speed round. Okay. One word to describe the other. My word for Nikki is fierce. My word for Brie is goofy. Do you call her Nikki or Nicole? Nicole. You call me Nicole. Okay, Nicole. But most people call you Nikki. Yeah. You could call me either. She, yeah. So what about at 13? Same words or different words? Free spirit. Brie. Brie's a free spirit. Was yeah is, at thirteen. But. I I kind of thought you were a bitch. I would have used bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. At least I stuck up for oh, myself. That's great. <laughs> Who calls the other more? I think it's pretty even. It is pretty even. Maybe me. Nikki, I would say, Nicole calls you a little more. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's because I have a kid. So who's more competitive? That's a good one. Oh, Nicole is way more competitive. Clearly, I've gotten that. Oh, I could have yeah. gotten that in the first ten minutes of our conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't even want to play me in like tic tac toe. It gets for <laughs> awful. <laughs> do you play games? We do. Yeah, we'll do board games. We haven't though done it in a while. I know. You know what I love is Yahtzee, and I haven't played yet. Yeah, you must. The best. I love Yahtzee. Yahtzee's so fun. So who's the better singer? Oh, Green. I am. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give us a hit a little note? No, I because I'm not. Go- I'm not good. I'm just better than you. And I think it's just because I sing to my kid all the time, so it made makes me better. Do you love to do you love to sing? I do. You know, I like to silly sing. Like I feel like if I was if I wanted to be a singer, they'd be like, "Who would you want to be?" I'd want to be like on Broadway. 
like be a character singing and having uh-huh. fun, telling a story. I wouldn't want to be like a pop star. Like I want to do fun singing. Fun. Better dancer? Oh, me. N- Nicole for <laughs> sure. Yeah. I gave up on TikTok. She kept making me do like TikTok dances and I'm like, I can't <laughs> okay, do this. It was one, one day and you and couldn't even get it right. Well, I mean... <laughs> I hate TikTok. I won't sign up. I, I like even it. posted it because it was the I, worst ever. I can't she do TikTok to, either. I don't know how to do it. It's too weird. No, she's like weird. obsessed right now. And I'm like, I don't even yeah. want to no, go there. I, I, two videos. Who's more dramatic? Nicole. Oh, my. Oh, that sounded dramatic. <laughs> Whatever. You for sure are. If you were playing truth or dare, who would take more dares? Nicole. Yeah. Most disagreed on topic. Hmm. It actually always, we always fight over how we speak to each other. Like the tones, tones of our voices. It's weird. Like her and I see eye to eye on everything. But if she interrupts me or I interrupt her and it's with a certain tone, it becomes like this big disagreement that I blows mean, into insane. World War II. Over like the World War II happens to be oh, World yeah. War Three. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> that's funny. It's World War II all over again. How about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> no, but by the way, tone is everything. You know, because yeah. Wor- yeah. words, words are just words, but it's what's behind the words. It's tone, right? right. Uh, a secret talent your sister has. My sister loves to write poetry. Whoa, I do, and that's like my deep, soft side, like deep poetry. I know it does. It gets pretty deep. Wow, dark or light? Dark. dark. Is it dark? Paper and pens. The only thing I like to be honest with. Do you uh, like to share? Really. Do you share it? She's shared a couple. I've shared a couple, um, and then it. You know, a lot of people just don't get it. They, when you sometimes when you share poetry, they think like you're about to jump off a bridge mm-hmm. or you're always mm-hmm. talking about the same guy. And I just I'm like I'm not even gonna share. This I shared two, and I feel like only people who understand poetry get it, which is not majority of the world. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I shouldn't even admit this, but I have a fake Twitter account that oh, when I what? have thoughts, I have never even told you. You have a fake Twitter account? Well, I don't follow anyone or anything. It's to put writing stuff. Like, it's really, like, cryptic, cool What's stuff. What's its name? I'm not going to say. How <laughs> did you not tell me this? <laughs> because it's so much fun. There's no, something really one. like... Um, Where I can just go off on word? people. Yeah. But my thing is, how do you have time for it? Well, I mean, girl, it takes like a second to write a tweet, right? I mean, it's, it's hard thought. for me to do Twitter. <laughs> okay. Who is the better at cook? Oh, I am for sure. Brie. Brie is. Brie. Who gives better advice? Brie. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Both. Mine always comes <laughs> from a sincere place. What about something <laughs> that your sister's really bad at? Um, <laughs> trying to think what you're really bad at. Oh, nothing. I mean, you're not the best driver. No, you're not the best driver. <laughs> no, I'm fearless when I drive. You're which is exactly I'm always terrified. Why? I drive like a grandma. She drives like a bat out of hell. It's like awful. Uh, all right, first celebrity crush. Oh, oh, my first celebrity crush was was it Axel Rose? Yeah, Axel Rose. And mine was Anthony Kiedis. Oh, similar. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The long hair. Take me to the place I love. Take me <laughs> over. Yeah. 
Yeah. Talk about a good book to read. Oh, His autobiography. A... Oh, yeah. That's so good. good. Yeah. 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 What about your first childhood crush? Real one. Oh, mine was um, What's His Face from Brawley? Taylor and, Sanders. Ew, no. He was older. Um, the one, like, he'd make me go play hide and seek. Ew. And he'd Blaze. be like, if I find you, I'd give you a kiss. Blaze. Blaze. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and I'd hide for like hours and you just leave. It's like, fucker. Um, who was my childhood crush? I don't know. You're weird. No. I mean, I had like crushes, like, like boys I liked in middle school. Is that a crush? What oh about your first gosh. kiss? My first kiss was in sixth grade. Who was it? Nate Guido. Oh, no. Yeah. Nate Guido. <laughs> what was his I name? watched it. It was so nasty. You watched it. It was the first like person. watching people not knowing what they're doing. Yeah. Because it, like, it was like Ew. a kiss, but then we tried a French kiss too, and it was yeah. like gross. Sick. <laughs> but I mean, I was into it. I thought it was good. <laughs> I spit after mine and offended you, the guy. And I was like, get over it. I didn't know what to do. Like, because it, gro- it was so gross. You're like, ugh. It was just so wet. And yeah, I, yeah. I was such a tomboy. And then I was like, and then, like, everyone made fun of him for, like, a year. And I how was like... Was, how old were you? A sixth, sixth grade at the mall parking lot. Brendan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's so good. Okay, favorite book? Uh, mine oh. would be The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Great book. I can't think of titles right now, but I love Deepak. Deepak. Deepak Chop- Chopra. Yeah. If you could quote one movie from start to finish, what would it be? Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) 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 I also says so much about both the how different you guys are. Yeah, Yeah. so great, so true. Um, Okay, couple. If you could eat one food forever, what would it be? Sushi. Is that like? Do you have to say one food? Like none of crispy, spicy tuna. You know, crispy, spicy tuna mm, on top. Yeah, mine would be pizza. (laughs) You are obsessed. I love pizza. What would make your sibling the most tongue-tied? Any, um, tell her to say caterpillar or anything with S's. Well, like tongue, I know, but that's what would literally make you (laughs) tongue-tied. Are you not good with with S's? I mean, I went to speech class like when I I mean, we both are pretty bad. Our dad mainly spoke Spanish, but didn't teach us Spanish, but yet we got a lisp. Aren't like no, bilingual spoke English all the time at home. I just think we dealt with his lisp, and then I got it. You and then I had to like try she to would undo always it. have to say like Sally sells seashore <laughs> sales by the seashore. Or seashore. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That I one used to do. always screw me. <laughs> if you could, two part question, right? So if you could take one thing from your sibling that you could have as your own a quality of some sort, what would it be? And the second part is if you could take something away that is ailing them or that could yeah. could alleviate alleviate alleviate, uh, oh. alleviate something in them, what That's what would that be? That's such a good question. Wow. Um, I think what I would take from you is um how I like how like how you've always you've always had boundaries and I haven't. So that's what I take from you is your boundaries with people and business and blah blah blah. And then what I'd never want from you. Um, <laughs> no, I think what you would <laughs> alleviate oh. from me. Oh yeah, what you need to get rid of the juju off oh, you yeah, 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 is yeah. you're you're very quick to judge situations when it deals with me. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, 
A little when judgy. I take fried apples. Little, yeah. little <laughs> judgy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, not really. <laughs> right. um, but what I take from you after that <laughs> um, would be your... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Girls gone wild personality. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's without her, feeling shame. Yeah, right. Um, no, her kind of effort personality. Mm-hmm. I would like because I am someone who hates confrontation and also like can feel guilty quick. So the effort because it'd be nice to like maybe tell people off and then go live my day as if I didn't even remember it. Um, that feels it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> and then one thing I would alleviate offer is sometimes. The one thing she gets hammered in the press a lot about her past, especially like with her ex. And I'd like to Aww. like take that and just like chuck it. Mm-hmm. That was so really she nice of you. I know. Well, obvious. I'm the nicer twin. <laughs> sweet. That was sweet. I wish I could have touched your guys' bellies. I know. You guys are awesome. Oh, well, you girls are the best. Thank you guys, you guys so are much. Too yeah. Thank you. That was Thank so you. fun. Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson, Oliver Hudson, and Sim Sarma. Supervising producer is Allison Bresnik. Editor is Josh Windish. Music by Mark Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Mark. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters.